0: Welcome back to Sparrow Talk Presents. We're now at the final, the last episode of series three. And today we're going to be talking about equalizers. Maybe you'd like to say hello, Tom. Hiya. Graham. Oh, hi, Keith. Oh, hey. Interesting to see you here in a room talking about equalizers. Maybe you could tell us a little. This is not called equalizers. Oh, I'm going to have to recalculate. Did you really think. I thought this was a gag. Uh, I thought it would be a payoff <laughs> <Korea>. mm, Equalizers <laughs> well, no, Every episode is about a different type of equalizer First one, graphics equalizer Second one, <laughs> that kind of specialization thing you do when you come up from the deep And so on and so forth
1: Best football equalizers Football equalizers, yeah, late score
0: mm. Now Graham's probably going to tell us about more of those
1: Yeah I am Well one in particular, the equalizer which one was Except it? no imitations. Um, okay. It's a, an American... American? ...crime drama series uh, from the 80s, starring Edward Woodward, which is fun to say, as the eponymous The Equaliser. Or, to give him his real name, Robert McCall. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, because I think Keith might have more to say. I, I'm not passing back yet. Don't pull that face at me. Uh, but... Um, from what we gather watch, having watched a few episodes, McCall is making up some kind of past guilt or misdemeanors in his um, slightly shady career. So uh, to atone, he puts adverts in uh, newspapers in New York City to hey I'm walking here uh. Thank mm-hmm. you
2: uh,
1: to help those folks who are uh, in trouble up against it uh, need a bit of assistance from somebody with his particular surf skills. It was shown in this country on ITV, uh, and it ran for four seasons between 1985 and 1989. One of the more notable things about The Equaliser, something we'll pick up on in a bit, was the sheer volume (laughs) (laughs) of guest actors who featured in it throughout the years. There was a young, very young, Macaulay Culkin, a young, very young, Melissa Joan Hart, a less young, but still quite young, Sam Rockwell, Christian Slater... And a number of musicians, again, of which more later. Um, good bit of trivia, sticking with guest actors. Tim Woodward, Edward Woodward's son, appeared in The Equaliser. Guess who he played? His son? No, the no. opposite, his dad. His dad's son? No, it's just his dad. Yeah. Or in a flashback. Yeah, yeah a flashback. Yeah, It'd be yeah. weird if it wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think his son's dad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Or a young him, he could have got away. Could have been, could have been a young younger him. But it was actually his dad. Um, it's quite a dark show. I'm able to go into this. And it's set in New York, as I said. Uh, I thought this was interesting, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, people will remember or have heard about how um, dangerous New York was in the 80s. Yeah, I, think I remember. This probably um, is why the show was set there and why it does have quite a kind of dark seedy dangerous tone to it um, it was kind of the, it was the murder capital of the world back in the 80s in the late 80s 2,300 murders a year which is a lot it's now only about 250 so um,
2: still more well than done more than ideal isn't it <laughs> <It's still more laughs> ideal. I think it's
1: less than London oh wow yeah, yeah. London's yeah, yeah. overtaken it so um, get your own house what about later. Midsummer? yeah I think that's sounds that not it <laughs> Um, so yeah I think it was probably very um, on the money when it went out uh, playing on the fears of the people who lived there and public perceptions of the city at the time um, do I do a Lindhurst number now? I think I, I tend to uh, yes you do yes. do you want to have a guess? 14
2: it's never been that high why would you say 14? Well, that's the
1: end of the series have a go. Why not? All right. Play with the system. 15. <laughs> wow. Tom's closest. No. No, he's not. Uh, it's one. Edward Woodard and Nicholas Lindhurst both appear. New tricks. No. That's what the, I thought that as well. the bill? Nicholas Play for I'm today. I'm not sure either of them have been in the bill. I think, I think Woodward, Woodward did rounds later on. But. I think they did do Play for Today, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> I mean, that just feels like a cop-out. So I managed to find another one. Gulliver's Travels. The Ted Danson. Oh, oh yeah. we yeah, were both in that.
0: Are they? I can't remember.
2: Lindhurst was in that.
1: He was. He was.
0: Man alive! Really and truly.
1: I think the director Charles Sturridge uh, has a soft spot for him because, um, as I've talked about before, Lindhurst was in the f- motion picture film Lassie. Oh, where he beats mm. a dog up. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he does that in this. Gulliver's Travels. Um, it's it written into most remember. contracts that he has to, to be a a up. Up. Yeah. some <laughs> sort of canine. Doesn't have to be a dog. Yeah, he doesn't
2: have to be a wolf. Yeah, let's do that. Coyote. Yeah,
1: fine. Could do a western. <laughs> I'd love to see them. That's a western. Him a Stetson instead of his baseball cap. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: well, I'm about done. Um, Keith, do. why don't you do your bit? I don't understand so which bit you mean.
0: Oh, unless you're talking about origins. Origins. Well, origins? You must be talking about origins. Well, let's talk about episode one.
2: Beginnings. Is
0: that what, what it's called? No, I can't remember what I it's called. I, you know. I think
2: it's called The Equalizer, isn't it? Yeah, right. I, so
0: Robert McCall doesn't really go by Robert McCall in the, in the first episode. He's much uh, more secret, secretive I mean, yeah. about his name. He said, let's not worry about that name business. Let's just avoid that. Um, okay. But it, it starts not that unlike Pie in the Sky insofar as he has an mm-hmm. arrangement with his previous employer about doing your job for them when it suits them much much like pie in the sky as you mm. remember he was allowed to go and chef but sometimes he had to go back and police Ian Pi, we're talking about e from pie in the sky this is Ian equalizer <laughs> jeff, <laughs> jeff equalizer <laughs> um yeah so his his beginnings aren't entirely clear uh we know that he was some sort of intelligence operative probably for the Americans. It, uh, they, they say that he worked in Vietnam, Africa, cent- Central America, but as Graham alluded to, New York is a real good way to warfare. Yeah. Those are nothing compared to New York. Um, he drives a Jaguar XJ8. It's not really important, but it's quite a nice car. Doesn't Ian
1: Pi drive something
0: like that? Ian Pi starts out driving a Saab 900. Uh, he, he might change to something
1: later on. Okay, I, I be quite a fancy
0: car. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, he, he puts an advert in the local papers because he quits his job as an intelligence operative of some sort. Um, apparently, that was something that shouldn't be possible. You can't really quit from the particular government job that he had. Yeah, yeah he did it anyway. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he planned to spend his life just just trying to help people out. Mm. And it seems like he never takes money for it. Because he's got a guilty conscience? Because he's got red right in
1: his ledger, would you say?
0: possibly yeah. who knows what goes on behind that set of leather gloves he wears is he really wealthy I don't know I mean I suppose it's fairly lucrative is it equalising good business e- equalising yeah. American government problems um, so yeah the first two episodes you know he helps a couple of people out who happen to see his advert in the paper no biggie no biggie that's fine um, but to draw another comparison mm. if you'd let me Tom uh, please, Tom let me, let me draw another comparison It's a bit like the prisoner yeah. In fact he could be the prisoner Because uh, he has a conversation with his former employee employer, sorry Who describes him as a red flag In terms of danger and risk To the American government Because he knows too much And so you know usually they have to kill those people Or you know make sure they stay in employ um, And yeah the, the the backstory to number six and the prisoner, of course. It's like he's put in the village because he knows too much. And also, you know,
1: they want to find out why he resigned. So why don't they try and off McCall? Why don't they try and Well, I mean, that's
0: certainly implied. how's it? Okay. Uh, in, implicitly, if not explicitly. But um, in the end, his old employer says, we managed to downgrade you from a red flag to a yellow flag on the condition that you still do some jobs for us. Do a bit of cooking on the side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, pie. Making his metaphorical hollandaise sauce. Yeah, making some really eggs benedict. Whatever mm-hmm. your face.
0: Make sure it doesn't turn into an eggs owl. Yeah. Do really know what I mean there? Um, so yeah, that's that's origins. And then he just keeps doing it, doesn't he? But he doesn't take money. Keeps equalizing. Keeps equalizing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you think the equalizer's got a good work-life balance? That's nice. Mm-hmm. Did you just come
0: with that? Very yeah. okay, That's not bad. Treble and his bass. Yeah? One, mm. one kilohertz. My dad's uh, Technic sci-fi had a graphic equaliser on it. See so you yeah, on all those next week. So, <laughs> why don't you tell us about the episodes we
2: watched? Of course, I'd be happy to. Um, so, first episode we watched was Season 2, Episode 22... This being an American show, mm. the season's being much longer than the thing we're... I think there were 88 year. episodes in total. Crikey. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. A idea. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Re-Entry what was the name of the episode. And much like Spre- 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 Space Precinct, mm. it opens with a preview of what's coming up in the next 40 minutes or so. Before powering into the title sequence. And power is the right word. With a fantastic title theme composed by none other than Stuart Copeland, aka the drummer from The Police. More on him later. Indeed. I enjoyed the theme sheet.
1: Mm. It's quite sort of futuristic, sci fi, dystopian sounding. It reminded me a bit of, if you'll let me, Tom, John Carpenter. Do that. He did a film called
2: Escape from New York, mm.
1: which tonally. I didn't think it was a million miles away from
2: this. Mm. Well, on the subject of dystopias, Mm. the the title sequence itself, it shows some quite... um, Yeah, paints New York in quite a gritty light. Yeah, that would be safe. It looks... Yeah, it looks very unsafe. Um, Anyway, it's snowing in New York City, and a pre-Roseanne John Goodman is making his way through Mm. the snow. Yes. When, bang... Or something, some noise. He's abducted by some fellas, basically. And it turns out that he owes one of these fellas, uh, Slate is his name. He owes him some money. Um, So he's been out of, I think he's been out of work for some time and took an unwise loan from this Slate character. And Slate wants his money back, basically, and he... uh, shares quite an un- uncompromising glimpse of Hal's future, explaining what will happen if he doesn't end up working for him. And all sen- scenarios end up with Hal either dead or in prison, and his beloved son, Chris, in a foster home. Oh, um, He then pushes Hal out of the car into the snow, yes. face first. Mm, that's right. Um, and at that point, Chris comes out of school, I think, and... Uh, Noticing his dishevelled, snow-caked appearance infers that Hal has been fighting Rocky from the film. That's right. Rocky. Which was out around that sort of time, I would imagine. Rocky right? was way earlier. Uh, it would have been a-Rocky. Uh, um, uh, yeah, a-Rocky. Was, um, probably Rocky Four. I think. Yeah, yeah was about 85, 85, it? 85 84, Rocky beats yeah. communism. Yeah. 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 Single-handedly. So the Equaliser, a.k.a. Robert McCall, a.k.a. Edward Woodward, it's fun to say, right? Yeah, yeah. enjoy um, it. Is going for a nighttime stroll with Mickey Kostmeyer, who um, seems to be his link to his former boss, Control. Is that right? Yes. So he is the man who downgraded
1: him from red mm. to yellow flag. I assume Control is a common title in the spy
2: business because it reminded me of Tinker Tailor. It's in Taylor. Tinker Tailor, Tinker Tailor. You can, certainly. So... Cosmeier gives him a letter, which presumably contains the details of his next mission, but McCall is adamant he's going on holiday. Is That's that what right. it was? I think so, yeah.
1: So this must allude back to the old yellow flag business. Yeah. So got to do some work
2: for us. Yeah. Anyway, Hal and his son Chris um, go back to their flat, and they have some strange high-tech intruder alarm yeah. installed. Oh, doesn't it? Yeah. So Hal goes to a bar with his friend George... And George's partner Joan, who Hal seems to have eyes for. He reveals that um, through conversation, he's a well, it's revealed to us, the audience, that he's a security specialist, which might go some way to explain in a sophisticated yes, alarm I setup. Yeah, thought of that, yeah. yeah. That point. Um, and he starts lamenting over previous decisions he's made, and he gets quite um, melancholy. melancholy even going as far as to suggest to Joan that she should look after Chris should anything happen mm. to him. And in the, in the very next scene, he's sealing his last will and testament in an envelope and holding a loaded revolver to oh. his chest, but he can't quite no. bring himself to pull the trigger. Um, Chris... This is all very sad. Chris hears his father sobbing and um, suspects something up when he goes to investigate and finds the gun and the will. So... Um, he knows something's up and he follows him his dad to um, a rendezvous with the man from earlier Slate who slips Hal some money and it's um, quite clear there's some wrongdoings about to be wrong done Um, and he goes to an electronic shop Uh, so Chris calls uh, McCall on his car phone I know Pretty uh, futuristic. So this is why I asked about if he's earning, if he's doing all right. Because he drives a Jaguar and he's got a car. For yeah, him. I read on
1: Wikipedia he's doing all right.
2: Right. Yeah, good. Um, cost my answers and yeah, finds out Chris needs help. Chris has this interesting winter headgear, which is like a fleece bandana. Have you seen these? Mm, it's yeah. sort of like. I'm it. yeah, it's yeah, sort it of cool. The top of his head is exposed, but his brow is warm, <laughs> which well, seems. Like T- times were tough. Yeah. Oh, you think they couldn't afford a whole hat? A oh, whole right? yeah. hat. You do lose half. 80% of your body heat through your forehead.
0: That's not true. That's <laughs> yeah, actually another no myth.
2: actually true. It's a factoid. Um, McCall goes to Chris and Hal's place um, while a man, played by David Johansson from the New York Dolls... Really? Yeah, uh, he's yeah. not the henchman. I do not uh, know that ...watches from a nearby phone booth. David Johansson also was in Mr. Nanny, starring... Hulk Hogan, of course. Which is not a good film, and I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Um, I went to the pictures to see it as a kid. Did you? Because you were Hulk Hogan lover. Big the, the yeah. Hulk and lover. Yeah. Not one
0: of his lovers, that's different. Yeah.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah.
2: Um, so, Hal is on his way back home, and he's suddenly abducted um, by David Janssen of the New York Dolls, and I think another fella... Um, and they let down the tyres of McCall's Jaguar so that they can't be followed Yeah, got it through. so Hal goes with Slate to scope out some place he wants to rob and it turns out it's Hal's former place of work and Slate reveals that there's a way in underground mm. Um. so what happens McCall goes to the electronic shop from earlier staffed by a young bespectacled Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi Steve Buscemi, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um Super Sherman and John Goodman would later share the screen in
1: Tony oh,
2: uh, Monsters Inc. I think that is true. actually right? I,
1: I think a few times yeah. they share the screen, but I wasn't thinking of that when I was thinking of the Big Lebowski Oh yeah, of course.
2: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. But they were both in Monsters Inc. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: I can't argue with that. John Goodman was in West Wing. Mm.
3: Yeah.
0: As was Christian Slater. As was Bradley Whitford. Who have starred in the equalizer? Was Bradley
2: Whitford in the equalizer? Yeah,
0: apparently. he's Bradley Whitford. He's, you seen know, Josh?
2: Josh, yeah. The lovable Josh in the West Wing. Yeah. yeah, I've not seen it. Bradley White comes up. That's not the same. Um, so Archie, Steve Bushebbe, um McCall pays him for more for information, and Archie reveals um, that he sold a machine, which gets the codes off security mm. access cards. Mm. Um, and he also reveals that he's enlisted someone to steal a security access card. Cut to a happening night spot, where Stuart Copeland from the police yeah. is uh, dancing his way through the crowd and picking uh, picking someone's pocket as he goes, um, basically stealing the access card off this club goer. Nice and thieves. Um, <laughs> nice. Thank you. It's like share, aren't you? I am like sharing <laughs> away here. He, um, but Stuart Copeland from The Police is intercepted by McCall, who is sitting in Archie's van. Yeah. Um, I thought Copeland
1: does a good American accent. and then He I is American. I
2: think, yeah. Well, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I assume the police
1: were all Brits. No,
2: Ooh. no, he's a... He might be the only American. Okay. I don't know much about them. Who's the third police? I want to say... I don't know, actually. No. That's one I don't know. What? I was going to say Gordon Sumner, but that, that's actually just things Stings. real name. <laughs> in some ways,
0: they are in marriage, weren't they?
2: Yeah. Um, uh, then Hal arrives at the van where McCall is stationed, and um, McCall sort of convinces Hal to carry on with the heist. Um, for yeah, yeah, just seems like the best option. Yeah, doesn't he doesn't have to
1: convince, keep convincing Slate that he's working for him, otherwise Slate will be on him and will do something awful to him and or his son. Yes, it's yes. catch them in the act. Uh, yeah, something like that. It.
2: So how tells McCall that the reason they're... So the pl- his place of work is called Chemerk, I think. Chemerk, which is Chemical. C-H-E-M-E-R-C. Chemerk. Hmm. Chemi. Can Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, portmanteau... Erk. um, ...the provenance of that portmanteau is. Um, but he's... Stop saying Erk. Um, How <laughs> basically says uh, Slate and his crew are after a chemical that's been developed there. Um, anyway, he makes a duplicate card for McCall. Um, so McCall formulates a plan. He's going to intercept the heist. So, meanwhile, Chris is being uh, babysat by George... Of George and Joan fame, <laughs> yeah, I <know> <laughs> uh, And George is attacked in the street by David Johansson e. from the, um, the York New York Dolls. That's how he introduced himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who seems to recognise George, which I thought was odd. I didn't pick up that. Either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, he says like, leave it, George, or something like absolutely. that, or leave it, Hershey. Uh, yeah. And then he, he he steals Chris away, kidnaps him. So McCall confronts George, and during the com- confrontation, it's revealed that George was in cahoots with Slate, and he's manipulating Hal into doing the job for him. McCall really wallops George. Whoa, oh, not off! Mm. Nasty backhand slap, wasn't it? What's that? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Because he calls McCall a liar, doesn't he? Yeah, he calls I mean, McCall sort of, a liar. It gives him a, quite a vicious dressing down. So he does, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Um, so back at Kemmerk, Um, the heist is in action. Um, but McCall sneaks into another building and finds Chris tied up. I think George fed him information about where yes, Chris right. was. Yeah. Anyway, it, it turns out the heist involves stealing plutonium. Well, not just a chemical. No. But plutonium. Plutonium. It's big. Much to the surprise of how. Um, before the robbery um, could be like carried out, McCall breaks in and shoots Slade. It's very unceremonious like, yeah, ending, yeah, isn't yeah. it? He just sort of pops in. Kills him. Kills him. Know, that's that. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and then Hal and Chris are reunited. The police are there, not just Stuart Copeland's police. <laughs> the police
1: are there with um, Thingy McCall, aren't they? Yeah. So, so McCall has licensed
2: kill. That's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's an arrangement, isn't he? Despite the fact he's obviously a vigilante, he yeah. has quite a good working relationship with the police. Right. Well, mm. I think the private
0: investigators have a weird status in America, don't they? Whereas here they don't
1: really. they're just yeah. people who can, they, can you snoop.
2: Get Maybe? away with killing.
1: I don't know. Yeah, like the he the bounty would he kills. I
2: was just talking about him with someone else before. I... You and I had a chat about him the other week, the dog we? Bounty. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah.
1: confusing with Hulk Hogan. Do you remember? We were
2: yeah. About their sex well, this This came out because um, someone uh, I was talking to earlier. Just watched Sharknado the Fourth Awakens, which is the fourth film in the Sharknado franchise. Yeah, funny. And yeah. they said, um, "Oh, yeah, there's a wrestler in it." And they showed me a picture. and it was nice. It's Doctor Bounty Hunter. He just looks, he just looks like, like a wrestler. Nice, yeah. yeah. Um, Another one of the restless I just didn't he? So, Jim the Anvil Nightheart I know yeah. that will date this podcast, this episode. I Yeah,
1: in Loving memory of.
2: R.I.P. Jim the Anvil Nightheart
0: uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter killed someone and, and didn't get away with it. Didn't get away with it. No, well, five years away. Was yeah. this before he was Dog the Bounty Hunter? Though?
1: Yeah, this was back
0: in. Perhaps Bo- if you put. Oh. if you
1: use the suffix Bounty
0: Hunter, you can just do oh, it. Uh, a real... Bounty Hunter, bang. Oh. That's
2: fine. Clemency. Yeah. <laughs> but now he, his whole family are bounty hunters, isn't it? Yeah. Of which he is the patriarch. Dog. Bounty
1: hunter and son? Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of any other. No, I'm right struggling.
2: Yeah. Anyway, the episode sort of wraps up with Hal and Chris being reunited. Uh, um, seemingly without any Yeah, repercussions for Hal. He seems to get off. Yeah, he's, he's got his life like, back. Yeah. And maybe he'll go
1: and cop it off with Joan hopefully yeah, was it, there, there was a, I think maybe they had a relationship and then yeah. when George's you know John Goodman's life took a, a downward turn uh, George kind of moved in on it I think that's it? exactly uh, what happened what George
0: was the architect of John Goodman's downfall it's, it's a, from Spectre isn't it
1: the architect of all your pain oh
0: uh, yes you're right uh, Crystal Fultz it's unfair, not, yeah, not a good it? film I've been listening to a podcast about well, Spectre. it Spectre Spectre yeah yeah they struggled with it do you want to see it? But then it's hard to follow old uh, Skyfall.
2: And... I've seen that one. Oh.
1: It's good enough. No?
2: I liked it. Um, I
1: liked it. I told we talked months ago about whether or not um, James Bond is one person. Oh, don't go there people. this day. Yeah, yeah. This is the amateur theory. I found a blog ages ago about it do oh, you mean amateurs? this is
2: my theory well it's one person if I've heard it before it's a code from, name. from other I know. non-watchers I didn't realise that I, I wasn't the first I thought it was odd to something. but you've
1: independently come up with it so yeah. you deserve something thank you for that um, I can't try to find some evidence for and against but I haven't really
2: thought this through well, I imagine that's alright we can come back we'll to come it back, okay, we'll probably come back to it. Um, sorry service. let me just check the post cool. uh, what is it a lot of <laughs> is a, is a lot of heavy... Should I be... Oh, okay, let's <laughs> <that's> not... <laughs> okay, look, it's a postcard from Lindhurst. Oh, yeah. They, who's, sent, who's they sent one this week.
0: <laughs> Who, who's it from? Yeah. Um,
2: it's it it. the one we didn't get last week. We got one last week. I Did just, we? I was yeah. just this in the wash. in the in Yeah, the I part, couldn't quite it. read it. Yes. Um, anyway, so, as well as the Equaliser, Stuart Copeland also scored the Spyro the Dragon series of games for the Sony PlayStation. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, you can see nice face if I'm waiting for a particular
1: facts. But go on. The big, <laughs> the big. <laughs> I thought you are still pretending to have a face card. <laughs> no upending. one's benefit, but your own.
2: <laughs> the people of Lindhurst also know a thing or two about dragons. This is gold. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. With the legendary Bistern dragon, reportedly slain outside the town, its corpse eventually turned into a hill. <laughs> <laughs> now known as Bolton's Bench oh, I really kid, thought this picture
1: had probably uh, met its demise oh, but yeah, actually you've yeah. <laughs> read it, that was the best yet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I there know. you go dragons
0: feels like in Hampshire like Lin- of all places place. yeah Have well you? that's good yeah um, thanks yeah. mayor of Lynnhurst or whoever sends so so those to you always well, we sign with a kiss aren't they <laughs> yeah it's getting a bit much
1: Um, are you ready for reasons why Bond isn't I feel like this is a bit of a deviation but then yeah
0: on Her Majesty's Secret Service
1: Um, when Lazerby takes on the part in Her Majesty's Secret Service the movie opens with Bond resigning and cleaning out his desk he pays a particular amount of attention to props from the previous films however if he was a different person those items would be meaningless right also Blofeld was recognised by Bond No. Well he also Bond
0: says this never I mean Tully Savalas <laughs> wasn't of before so it makes <laughs> no sense but Yeah that's true um, He also says this never happened to the other guy But wouldn't that well, be Yeah that, that's that an that argument fits for fits Yeah Tom's it is theory, I'm, I'm supporting it? your argument Yeah I'm
2: argument I'm trying to But when you say he's paying particular attention to those items is he is he like like looking at them wistfully remembering yeah, the time? timing like or, I have or is he going like who left this You <laughs> left <laughs> this gold finger here Or this gold yeah <laughs> What's this Dr. No doing in my job? Roger Moore's bond is
1: confronted quite bluntly about his marriage by Anya Asmavseva. That's nice. In The Spy Who Loved Me, and he responds quite strongly about it. Later, he's seen visiting his wife's grave in Fear Eyes Only. But this event occurred to the Lazenby bond. Basically, what that's saying is, Roger Moore... It's Um, clearly hung up over the death of his wife, but actually it was George Lazenby who married that woman. Keith, please. Further, Uh,
0: Tim Dalton in Licence to Kill, he is thrown a garter over a recently wed bride's leg, and he doesn't really want it. He looks a little bit upset when he catches it, Mm. and he, he wanders off, saunters off to his car, and the bride says to her new husband did i say something wrong and felix replies he was married once referring Um, also to to the laser
1: so it's not an idea without some credence but Mm. there are holes in it yeah there's a real
0: clear water revival in there as well isn't there
1: (sighs) come off it it's good it's it's good um, I, I've just had that on my list of things to talk about for about that's six good. weeks so I just
2: had to get good. out in the open I mean yeah I mean it's fine Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it
1: no. Della
0: that was the bride's name so it's come back to me Della yeah that's Felix's new wife who's Felix Felix Lighter. it's a long term long term bond ally from mm. the American CIA oh okay
2: um, shall we move on to the next episode no, why not <laughs> where okay season three episode nine in
0: a view. Yeah, in a view. In a view. In a view.
2: A lady, Karen Alden, hmm? has a vision in which she sees another lady. That lady is dead. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, she hears the words, she's too good to die.
1: Yeah, I've picked up Does a
2: policeman say that? I don't. something <laughs> a policeman <would> say. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in New York. And she sees uh, the number 1619. Hmm. 1619. Yeah, 1619. Repeated over and over. Um, and then she wakes up and she's in a police station. And mm-hmm. it turns out um, she's led the police to that particular crime scene. Or oh, is this the t- crime scene that's coming? coming. Sorry, the I'm getting ahead of myself. Coming.
1: Coming. Was, sorry, she, she's seen the next... Basically,
2: time. yeah, she's a clairvoyant. She's clairvoyant. Yeah, um, <laughs> <buoyant. laughs> so uh, McCall is also in the police station. Um, and he's having quite an exposition-heavy conversation with a police... T- Lieutenant, Lieutenant in in the middle of the police station, where he reveals quite a lot of intimate details about the scrapbook killer, which I thought was kind of an inappropriate conversation to be having at some volume in the middle of a busy police precinct. But hey,
1: you would have some tax, you think you would, past career. Yeah,
2: so Karen Alden, um, the clairvoyant, has another vision and she sees the serial killer strike again. But she refrains from calling the police um, on account of the facts. An officer at the station told her she could be considered an accessory yeah. if she does. I yeah. think that officer was sceptical of... um her psychic powers. Yeah, and yeah. How, how could this lady know well, well, where all these coins? are? Unless she was, Unless yeah. was somehow... Anyway, instead she rifles through the paper and sees an ad for the equaliser. Um, and she calls him. Uh, so, Costmeyer, Mickey Kostmeyer's gone at this point. Well, he's not around. He's, he's not, not left around. the series. Has he not? I mean. Okay. No. So,
1: Harley Gage. Yeah. Do you want, to know, an interesting, do you want to know the real-life story behind some of these I'd like to, yes. past changes? So, unfortunately, Edward Woodward had a heart attack oh, uh, surprised. around the time of the second season. Um, so, in the third and I think the fourth season, the final season, you see less of him. He, his workload uh, diminishes. So they bring in Harley I can't remember the name of the episode. Richard Jordan Richard Jordan Thank you To lighten the load uh, On Edward Woodward But as somebody uh, Some wag Pointed out online um, How come They also He never seems to appear In the same Episodes as Jimmy Who's Jimmy? Jimmy Yeah the helper Cost buyer Mickey Whatever (laughs) Uh, it just it seems odd that they bring someone else into the line that lives
2: on Woodward, but at the same time, yeah, diminish or uh, reduce the role for another one of the lead actors. I thought there might have been scheduling conflicts, but that makes more sense. Yeah, it also reminded me of some of the dynamic with the Doctor and some of his companions, yeah, particularly yeah. the old the older Awful actors the that have played. Oh no, I'm thinking about the older actors that oh, have played the Doctor. How oh. they usually have a um, a younger. Male companion, yeah, to sort of do a lot of the particularly William Hartnell and Ian and Barbara, Interesting. Yeah, 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 to do all the like fighting, a heavy lifting, the heavy lifting, S- yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, uh,
0: yeah, sort of reminded me of that, yeah. good, yeah. Well, what did you think of uh, Richard
2: Jordan?
1: I didn't like him as much as no, Cosmo, I Ryan. didn't really, I oh, am y- him a bit bland, been,
2: yeah. it reminded me a bit of, um. A very cut-rate version of Willem Dafoe at times. Oh. Okay. I think it's maybe his his voice sounds vaguely
0: similar. Well, apparently he's, he's quite an esteemed actor. What, him? Old, oh, <laughs> that's <was> a surprise. <laughs> uh, old, I'm old, sure he is. I, I Mickey being, Jordan. I'm yeah. uh, facetious. My notes here say that he went to Harvard. Um wow. That acting school. <laughs> the acting school of Harvard. Uh yeah, like off Harvard acting school. Yeah. Uh, Broadway actor. Um, he was also in The Secret of My Success.
2: With Michael J. Fox. With Michael J. Fox. Yeah. really. Yeah, about other shit. So, um The equalizer McCall assigns Harley to look after Karen. Yeah. And he's sceptical. Yeah. Her abilities. Um, so based on the details of a vision she's had Harley ascertains that the crime scene must be in Brooklyn based on like the placement of the Statue of Liberty yeah, in, her, in her vision. So they go to an old pier there um, and they find a rat but no corpse. They don't search very thoroughly. They, they don't really. Say. No. And she's as quick to give
1: up as he is. Yeah. But anyway.
2: But Karen upset um, by Har- Harley's inference that she is some kind of charlatan Uh, steals Harley's car another band (laughs) (laughs) but later on Harley is in a bar watching the news where they announce that another um, woman the the body of another woman has been found um, and it's on the same pier where he and Karen were only a few hours previous so they went there there wasn't a body there but that's not to say there wouldn't be a body there so guess what they should have done is just Just stuck around around. stuck stuck around oh I see yeah yeah oh I thought it
1: was just a case it didn't look very hard but you're saying that it happened after I think it happened after um, yeah, no. yeah yeah right fair enough
2: um so Karen reveals she's had clairvoyant abilities she's 12 years old she saw the death of her father before it happened which is very oh, disturbing unpleasant
1: and Harley is very quick to kind of console yeah tell her it's not a fault I found this scene all a bit laboured really yeah. like you but Harley's I don't know he just felt a bit over the top Mm. hmm um, wasn't that
2: bothered um so Karen reveals she keeps seeing the numbers 1619 and hearing the word louder yeah she also sorry excuse me she also keeps hearing a song with the lyrics subway shuttle in this town goes somewhere to somewhere Mm. (laughs) which turns out to be a song by the rock band Mm. Archon
3: yeah
0: Archon 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 Kermak yeah Archon Digital Um, Stereo.
2: Karen thinks, consents that Archon are playing somewhere right this minute, which is odd because it's clearly the middle of the day. Mm. But um, they go and they find out that Archon are doing a closed rehearsal, which is something that rock bands do, I guess. Not that closed. (laughs) With a sign outside. (laughs) Saying, we're rehearsing. Don't come in. Also, they had a flag or or some sort of big sign that said Archon playing on Saturday, (laughs) which is, yeah. Anyway, um, the shadow of one of Archon's fans cast against the Wall of the Venue reminds Karen of a vision she keeps mm. seeing. And um, conveniently, Archon are playing their hit Shadow Man during all this. Yes. Um, which I guess is a song that features those lyrics about the subway shuttle. Absolutely, it does, yeah. Um, so she communicates this to Harley, who goes to confront this this fan. The Shadow Man. The Shadow Man, um, who says to Karen, I'm coming for you, before running off with Harley in pursuit. Uh, she then has a premonition of the man shooting Harley, which sort of happens, but doesn't quite happen. I think he shoots and Harley manages to get out of the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That's Is that right?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so Harley and Karen go to talk to Archon's charismatic frontman. Um, Are any of these people famous or actual musicians. I looked up the guy who plays um, the Shadow Man um, was in Critters 1 through 4.
1: Mm. He reminded me a bit of the killer in um, Twin Peaks. Have you seen Twin Peaks? Oh, Bob. Mm. Yeah. But this, this episode reminded me a bit of Twin Peaks. they do kind mm. of slightly cheesy like, melodramatic, dark, dark
0: melodramatic of, of yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. Um, but under of the band Archon were...
2: Of no, legs. but it turns out they know the the perp mm, okay. um, Harley chased down earlier Because um, he was doing some unsanctioned recordings So they actually have his address
0: Say bootlegs as well as murders Yeah, yeah That's What, just, a, what a piece a, of work <laughs> <laughs> It's a real gateway crime isn't it, bootlegging <laughs> um,
2: So it turns out this guy's name is Carl Lauder Although Lauder is actually pronounced louder yeah <laughs> Um, so Harley and Karen go to Carl's flat and he's well I was writing the notes he said like, oh he set up quite an elaborate booby trap Then <laughs> Harley dismisses it as a kindergarten booby trap so, <laughs> I guess I'm easily impressed um, but it involves like a pulley system and a shotgun yeah, on the yeah. back of a chair um,
1: then they're looking it, around and he, he rings the phone doesn't he
2: yeah yeah um, and Karen keeps hearing the word Jojo yeah. and see, keeps seeing this number 1619 um, so Karen meets the other woman what does he say when he calls up he talks to Harley does he yeah oh, it's right. like you're with
1: her tell her she's gonna buy it <laughs> buy it or something die. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, some sort of threat yeah well, wasn't great. he was in a
0: phone box just outside wasn't he that's right which yeah. is a, a theme in mm. many of the episodes There's a lot of heavy phone box use
2: So Karen meets the other woman that Carl, Lord the Shadow Man, has attacked. And Karen has a video... A video?
1: This is the one that McCall is uh, looking at. Yeah, McCall's here. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, So Karen has a vision which involves Shadow Man chasing someone through an abandoned subway car. But that someone turns out to be her. Yeah. So they formulate a plan which involves using Karen's vision as a sort of trap, I guess. Well, sort they know of, where it'll be. They know so where it'll be, car, yeah. And we'll prepare for that eventuality. So, Karen goes off as bait, I guess. Yeah. Carl follows, and Harley's also there. But Harley's car breaks down. Yeah, I mean, she he?
0: drives on, doesn't she? She drives on. Well, well it's all, all a stop? trap,
2: isn't it? Mm.
0: Well, is it? Okay, I'm um,
2: to, uh, well, we'll, let's get, come back to this. Oh. All right. No, because there's something later on involving a big rig that I didn't quite understand. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I didn't know if that's what you were alluding to. What's a big rig? Uh, like a big 18-wheeler truck. truck thing.
1: A large lorry. A large oh, yeah, yeah. lorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it. We'll yeah. yeah pieces it Yeah,
2: I'm sure we will. Um, so, without anyone to protect her, um, Karen flees into a subway car, which has the word JoJo painted yeah. on the side. And she's pursued by the uh, shadow, by Shadow Man. Lauder. Laudea. Laudea. Um, and it all looks very similar to yeah. the vision she's been having. Exactly the same. They obviously filmed this first and then <laughs> Yeah. Um, but before um, Shadow Man could do anything, McCall and Harley surprise him. And McCall yet again just dispatches the she villain. Isn't. Like do, no uh, all. do all the episodes end like that? No. <laughs> that was my question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do exactly same question, but you just kill <laughs> Yeah. <Everybody. laughs>
0: I mean, certainly in the first episode, I think he shoots two, three people. me. Yeah. Wow.
2: And then there's something, there is something involving the driver of a large lorry. Yeah, I... Who m- McCall pays off, I think, or... Yeah. No, he, McCall well, says, I to, but... can I give you anything for your trouble? But I wasn't quite clear on what the tr- what trouble he'd gone to. Well, he
0: pulled out, he blocked the road. So... So he blocked, he blocked the road, meaning that... Um, I've already forgotten the clairvoyant Claire mm. had to pull off to the subway
1: uh, subway car but oh I, the bad, but I don't know why she would have done it anyway I thought she was in on the trap well yeah I, mean, I thought Harley was. was just pretending to break down I don't think
0: he was because he got there quite oh. late didn't
1: he yeah but I thought the idea was I'm make sure. her look vulnerable so that the shadow man would chase her I can see the look in your face I've not got this right no oh, I, mean, I, I don't know I didn't actually know it was a trap
0: so, oh, okay. I mean, uh, obviously Edward Woodward, sorry, Robert McCall. The Equaliser. The Equaliser wanted okay. them to stop there yeah. so that he could lay and wait. But I don't know if he filled anyone else in on like that. But also, why would he need to? Because she knew she was heading for a subway siding. Because mm-hmm. that's where they'd identified. Yeah.
1: Doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make any sense, though.
2: Anyway... Um, it ends with the reveal that the subway car is number 1619, yes. no. yeah. and Karen comes to appreciate that her ability is a gift,
1: mm. not a curse. Not a curse.
2: And that's it. So I should say, sorry, the reason we chose this um, episode is because we've already, uh, this season, we've already spoken about a, um,
1: clairvoyant?
2: a clairvoyant and a authority figure that... That, basically, that Pie in the Sky episode mm. was, very, was kind of similar. but
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, he's more skeptical throughout, isn't he? Yeah. Pye. Mm. Uh, whereas Holly, I suppose understandably, yeah. but as soon as he sees that news clip, he's like, hot oh, line of sync, because she's a sidekick and wants to know everything about it and um, is fully on board. Whereas Ian mm. Empire is a bit more <laughs> mm, reticent,
0: as Yeah,
2: I guess Karen's Something not capitalising on it, is she? Because she's, unlike, um, uh, what's her name? Faith Ravel, yeah well, I that. Nice. thanks <laughs> um unlike her um, she wasn't like you know doing big yeah. sell out shows or anything yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and faith revel sold her she, she went to the papers and she, she went she did. found out she was being harassed or threatened. Yeah. so yeah some differences some similarities in in
0: in both cases the cynics were wrong weren't they like the, mm-hmm. the psychics were proved to be correct which I don't understand how that flies I mean, obviously there's no such thing yeah that surprised it. me as
1: well they both seem quite well this one's quite a gritty show I thought mm. pie in the sky was a fairly down to earth I mean, not given to those sorts of flights of
2: no. yeah.
0: those pies
1: were real pie in the sky
2: and indeed the sky the sky was real
0: yeah
1: Woodwood. I think it might have just been his voice but it did remind me of Richard Griffiths, a little bit, mm. a slightly authoritative figure, mm, uh, a little bit junky, <laughs> not quite to the same degree. <laughs> really. Is uh, he? He's sort of
0: heavy Stalky, set. Is he? stocky, yeah. oh, I guess so. I don't know if Edward Woodward would. would. Yeah, I don't know if it, if he really worked in the series. Like it just didn't seem. He's very good. I just don't think he fits mm. in an American.
1: Gritty, really, I thought it was made kind of it kind of, of interesting I think if it had just yeah. been a run of the mill New York New York kind of like lost from friends like lost from friends mm. the DJ uh, it wouldn't have been quite so distinct
0: yeah it wouldn't have been as interesting or you wouldn't have had that, that juxtaposition I suppose but I don't know yeah it's, it didn't quite sit right mm. like dipping a chocolate finger into a soup rather than a stick of bread or a bread finger what's a bread finger
2: bread stick yeah fine no. Do you did breadsticks in soup? No I didn't
0: but I was trying to think of Something that similar Croutons I'm sticking to soldiers But you wouldn't put them in soup you, Would you? Well I suppose you could Cut your bread into a Soldier-esque shape At least a, a corner a I, I corner. quite liked
2: Edward Woodward in it I wish And there's a glimpse In the, t- the first episode we watched Where he, he gets Sorry Carry on He gets quite hands on With um George Hershey Yeah Um and I would have liked to have seen more... And also, um, Steve Buscemi's character, Archie, as well, yeah, where he's yeah, twisting his arm. Literally. Literally, literally yeah. yeah. Literally, that's great. So I would have liked to have seen a bit more of that. Maybe there is more of that in the earlier seasons. Um, yeah, in some ways, yeah.
1: it's just a shame that we didn't choose two episodes, which are Woodward wood Heavy, but I think we probably got... Um, I, didn't by, know by, by, I didn't know Graham. Hey, I'm not pointing the finger. You what Graham was thinking. No, well, I was going to say, I think, actually, what by, by not doing that, we got a... Uh, fair representation of the equaliser yeah. both
0: pre and post heart attack uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I felt like I was shortchanged but I didn't know about the heart attack no. so I, I feel less aggrieved towards Woodward and the series in general
3: mm.
0: if you'd yeah. let me Tom um, could I draw another comparison please Tom, think, Tom go on yeah, uh, this was largely when um, Robert McCall was offering that big rig driver a payoff. <laughs> that is something um, reminded me a bit of Mounty based television show. Juice House. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. in uh, the do the do-gooding for no money. Obviously, House is a little less gritty.
1: Doesn't he have a job? He's a Mountie. He yes. Doesn't he get
2: paid for that though? Yeah. So um, do good for no money. It doesn't,
0: he doesn't. He does things which are extracurricular. Okay. Um,
2: why has he got jurisdiction in the mean on the mean streets of Chicago? I can't quite remember.
0: Oh, uh, he doesn't. He's like a he's like an attaché to a uh, Canadian consulate.
2: So he's a consultant, sort of.
0: Yeah, he kind of consults with a Chicago detective, right. Ray. Ray Um But yeah, he's not paid to do that. He sort of does it out of hours, really. I'd
1: forgotten it's in Chicago. It's sort of like a Canadian crocodile Dundee, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually shot in Toronto, yeah.
2: oh. uh,
0: but set in set in Chicago. i would
2: got to watch that again. Yeah. well I can, I can sort you out with that oh you've got the
0: DVDs I've got them all wow if you line up the, uh, the three series box sets you get a little picture across the spine Becker. Mm-hmm. no it's actually a compass uh, shiny compass deep, Is it aged one? Becker
2: was the pet
1: was it Alasky um, uh, uh, last last
2: well last it's bit. meant to
0: be Wolf part Wolf okay. I think it's more like White speed. Fang yeah I mean White Fang was different though because I think they had to send him away didn't they White Fang You'd be free <laughs> No I don't want you White Fang It's Harry and isn't it That as well yeah uh, A lot of comparisons
2: Favourite line, favourite character Oh yeah
0: favourite line uh, I have one mm. uh, Well it's actually uh, I've, I've stretched the definition of favourite line a little bit To include two characters Okay. This is from the second, well, the first episode you two watched. Yeah. watched um, So shouldn't we tell the police and then Robert McCall says Yes If you want how To spend the next few years In prison And she says No That's the last thing I want <laughs> And then he replies Oh you must care for him Very much <laughs> <laughs> You don't want him To go to prison that That's the i have forgotten what her name was Joan Joan yeah So I'll go with that Character uh, Steve Buscemi Archie yeah. Fine yeah. Fair choice Just because he's
1: young um my favourite line is actually a lyric from the song Shadow Man. Oh. Um the sign in the window says everything must go. The place went out of business a thousand
2: years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: somebody was taking the sign down. That was a ballsy line, yeah. yeah.
2: I quite liked Archon's sound. Did you? I thought yeah. you might. Yeah. Shameless so fictional. Copeland might have been behind it.
1: Maybe. Masquerading as a yeah. sort of hair rock musician. Yeah. Uh, favourite character, um Robert McCall. Hands down, I enjoyed him. I thought it was good.
0: What about you, old Tom?
2: So got two favourite lines, I can't really decide which one. Same both, really. The first one was I think more the delivery than anything when McCall is at his most threatening and he says, I'm going to take you apart piece by nasty little piece. No, we'll it. And it's like really like venomous and quite quite scary actually. So it's like quite watching scary. a British gangster film. Yeah. But I think my I, th- I just thought that was no worthy for the performance. But I think my favourite line is um, actually when Harley's talking about Karen, and um, McCall sort of asking, him, Well, what do you think? And he says, I think she's the valedictorian of the Space Academy.
1: <laughs> Does that mean, mean she's a bit cooking? Like a
2: space cadet, but like, uh, plus. Yes. Basically yes. implying that her elevator doesn't go or all the way, way to the top. Away, you yeah. just, we got it. Yeah nice and well, my favourite character was Shadow Man. Shadow Man I liked his hair mm-hmm. yeah. and I liked his coat yeah it was long wasn't it and he was very big like he's a like very um, big performance quite frenzied
1: wasn't he I did find him to be
2: quite uh, intimidating there's a bit where he was like sort of tensing his wire because he garrots his victims yeah. he sort of does this like, really sort of elaborate like oh, yeah. the martial arts move to and he's just sort of yeah, very really plain to the rafters. Oh, yeah. Tom oh, yeah.
0: Tom is very much enjoying uh, thinking that through. So he's also known
2: as the scrapbook killer, isn't he? Because
0: mm-hmm. yeah. he
2: takes photos from his victims' wallets. And mm. well, it's a bit of a stretch to assume he's making a scrapbook with them, but
0: yeah, mm, he does have photos in the back of his car, as it turns out, in a mm. book. Scrapbook. So well, well,
1: we don't know. said <laughs> that's isn't that? For a serial killer. Well, I think he calls himself Shadow Man. Yeah. Because he's okay. a big fan of the well, band. Couldn't have better comms then. About. Correcting. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why should have taken out an ad in them? paper yeah. like the equalizer did. Want to be garroted? <laughs> Call the shadow, <laughs> man. shadow man. Sometimes known regrettably as the scrapbook killer. I was just looking through the, the uh, credits for that episode, but um, there was no nothing listed, especially about the band.
2: Mm. Um, well, don't think that drummer was actually playing drums.
0: No. Jeff, Jeff Saites is the, is the music performer, credited. But I think he does some of the score. Mm. Um, and, of course, Stuart Copeland listed as a music by credit.
1: Mm. Quite a busy score, isn't it, Stuart us? Yeah. Sometimes it got in the way a bit, I thought. Um,
2: yeah, I, I enjoyed it, though. Did I you? Yeah. I like the theme
1: tune other times. I, there was a bit after... Um, John Goodman had attempted suicide, where the music kind of. The tone just felt really off. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was it's just. Uh, of it. Uh, I mean, it wasn't upbeat necessarily, but so there was just too much going on for it to kind of fit the, the morose and melancholy yeah. prior uh, scene.
0: I don't think that the, the show as a whole gave you a lot of time to dwell on the more melancholy or somber, I ever said it. It was sort of like, yep, that's happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, the pacing was a bit funny. It was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> well,. I think maybe I should drag us on to bird scoring. Yes. Which is very exciting. Remember, a smaller number is a higher score. Can you read out
1: the um, final scores once we finish this?
0: Well, what do you mean? You want
1: me to aggregate them?
0: Not really. I just
1: want you to tell us which is the highest rating. Oh, I can do that.
0: Okay, so for Press Gang Tom, you gave it a Flamingo We're still 4. Okay. Still living with Tom's skewed yeah, I, I know, certainly. I know. The consequences, really. of
2: that. I'm sorry.
0: Was that a Sky it... or Press, uh, Space Piece? I think Space I just got 6.
2: confused. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I can't see how. <laughs> You're right, it's an incredibly intuitive scoring <laughs> okay. system.
0: So, Gwen, you gave Press Gang a four as well, and I gave it a Golden Eagle six, because yeah. I don't like precocious children. Uh-huh. Um, okay. You wouldn't have enjoyed
1: the first episode that we watched of the Equalizer
0: because of... Chris. And his worst Oh, yeah, no, he was, he was a prick. <laughs> so, where did, you, where did you put
2: it? Um, I liked it. Right, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was what does that correspond to? I don't know. I liked it more than Press Gang. Really? So
0: they put you
2: three and upwards? Well, what did I give Space Precinct?
0: Because
2: <laughs> 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 I like a
0: two, yeah,
2: that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put it as a two then because I liked it more than Space: Precinct, okay. but I'm not I'm not prepared to give anything a one.
0: Well, let's say it's it, let's say it's two ostrich. Well, let's say it's kind of like a moan and an ostrich had a baby. That we'll just say we'll it's bird. Interver-
2: no, I'm not gonna get into that. relations yeah, I'm not gonna get into <laughs> that. Must happen,
0: probably. What are you doing? Um.
2: Yeah, a sparrow orc, for example. Ooh. Oh, I
0: can't
1: imagine. I'm going to give it three. Ooh, Although, oh, a gestornis. Although, it's so hard to say without thinking about past ratings.
0: Uh, you gave pie in the sky three as well. Did I? So you must have let that out. I'm going to give this a two if I could. You <laughs> as well, eh? Huh? Yeah. I, um, because I've been a lot more sensible with my <laughs> rating. Although well, I gave space Piece to three. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: Oh and his action figure.
0: Right. <laughs> that was that was distracting. <laughs> I gave Pie in the Sky a two.
2: Golly. Really? Oh well that's because <coughs> the first episode was strong and then it went downhill. The one I in not see <laughs> <laughs> The one we're technically not
0: reviewing. Yeah, right well, anyway, well, I watched it. Michael Kitchen. Uh, uh I'm gonna give it a three a three. three. Okay. A Gastonius. Well, that's pretty good. That was pretty high. I just, it? I don't know. I just find it a bit. I found it a little bit jarring, I suppose.
2: Is that the highest rated uh, show Thus far? Um, well, not thus far, but this n- season.
0: No, um, that matches pie in the Sky for for two two three. Um, so I can tell you that. I'll say that later. <laughs> <He gets away. laughs> <He's catching laughs> you yeah, We're recording <laughs> a podcast. <book. laughs> With
2: it. I'm just here talking about
0: bird ratings, <laughs> stuff like I do every day. <laughs> anyway. Right. Okay. So um, the worst rating seems to have gone to time after time.
1: Good.
0: Yeah, that was. We got one right. And then the gave eights to Cac Cac a Poe. Yeah. Emphasis on the cat. And yep, Pie in the Sky and the Equalizer are tied for first position, two, two three. Ooh.
2: It's probably about right.
0: I mean I don't know about the score, yeah. but those probably were the best. They terms.
2: were they were yeah, conceptually the strongest. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's just so, a shame.
2: You know, space cops. Yeah. Cops in space. Where did that one come from?
0: Kinda of middling. It was yeah. two four
1: three. What else did you watch? They watched nights. They watched nights. Oh that was good. Yeah. Mm, not going to the score. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, Was it, is it quiz time, Greg? It is quiz time. it is quiz
1: time. The final quiz of the series. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good one. Um, so, we talked a lot about it. Um, rock stars on screen. Yeah. I know we've done uh, screen stars to music. So this is the flip side of that. Um, so these are basically musicians who have performed acting roles, and I want some information. Um, question number one. Which titan of rock starred in Fight Club? Which oh, I know this titan of titan rock star. Oh, sorry, rock
0: musician. Fight Club. Um. Yep, Tom's got it. <laughs> oh, hold on. I mean, come on, this is the easiest one, Keith.
1: Just open It's going to be a, a long.
0: Well, I mean, did you not get anything from my outpour earlier? Oh dear, Keith spells Osborne, which is not correct. T- Tom put meatloaf is correct Meatloaf he was actually in uh, what's his face
1: uh, Equaliser yeah I think that's where I got this from I was sorry, he I oh I, awesome. I've
2: got to watch that one do you like him Combinator. I like Meatloaf
1: yeah, yeah no, I don't mind I would not seek out his works uh-huh. have you, have would you see his rock proper exactly mean the, I've the, the, the not the seen it end.
2: and yeah. I don't intend to because he's not in that just like I went to, I saw We Will Rock You and
1: oh, it's god. just really, really did you Yeah. <laughs> did, did someone buy you an awkward ticket for it? <laughs> 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 <Two> tickets <laughs> uh, question two in which film does Stuart Copeland's bandmate Sting play Ace Face uh, Ace Face don't know what that is but okay oh god Tom's got it Quadrophenia uh, June which he is he in, is in. Unlucky uh, Question three Which musical brothers Played the craze In the 1990 film Of the same name oh. Yep Yep ah. Still in it just The Kemp brothers From Spandau you, you kind of squint in is it? Well it's not that Oh there no, it is not like <laughs> <that. laughs> <didn't> even know <laughs> uh, Question four Name the 1979 Nick Rogue film that Mick Jagger made his film acting debut in. Mick Jagger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can sort of picture. it. That's the irritating thing.
1: I don't know. Performance. Tom got it. Good film. Good film. Where was it? And question five: The singer of which Mancunian indie band appears in Batman Begins? Batman Begins. Oh God, mm. I, know God I know
2: this.
0: God, I should know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tom's got five yeah. pick. Batman Begins. No one's replaying
1: the film in my head. Oh, in real time. <laughs> it's not a long film. Uh, it's a uh, blink and you'll miss it kind of cameo, so I wouldn't okay. rely on that.
2: Do I get extra points for knowing the name of the character?
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, if you want, that doesn't really matter.
2: Katie Holmes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, my favourite Mancini in indie band, Katie Holmes. <laughs> it was James Tim Booth from the band James. Yeah, I would have got Playing that. Playing
2: Victor Zazz. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Zazz. No, I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> Dr. Zazz, Dr. Zazz. No, oh, that's, that's an ape. Yeah. Thanks, Graham. That was fun. It was, it was fun. It's been to Roskiss,
0: mate. You did win that by four points. I think that might have been your, your biggest, highest biggest player. Player. And
2: the big, And the bonus point. Mm, I'm not sure I'm including that.
0: Uh, yeah, so that to really look good. at this, you have just scraped an overall win for this series. Just scraped? Just <laughs> barely. By how many points? Oh, no, can, I'm not adding up the points. just like the number of points. Too wins. embarrassed. Oh, uh, it's, it's fine, it's not many points. I mean. It's actually barely over zero. Yeah, it's a decimal. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs>
0: well, okay, it's sign off time. So, good, good to let them know. Yeah, well, we're finishing plan, now. They're like, they're like boundaries, aren't they? They're like routine. Otherwise, yeah. they get confused. So, uh, well, yeah, that, that's the end of this series. Hopefully, uh, we won't keep you waiting as long for the next set. We'll be doing another set. Um, no one's to blame. <laughs> Tom, uh, <laughs> that's too <obvious>. Uh Huge, <laughs> Tom. Tom H. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to Spo Talk Presents Equalizers. Um, Tom, would you <laughs> would you like to say goodbye, Tom?
2: Bye, folks.
0: Graham, Go goodbye. See you around.